Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. It is Wednesday right now, and we had a lot of day baseball, including my Seattle Mariners. That let me down, unfortunately. But, you know, it happens. Uh, but as always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, my, my Phillies are also currently letting me down. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is at home run to cut the deficit to 4-1. to one. I seriously uh, contemplated going to this game, but luckily I didn't uh, take off work early to, to go because they're not looking good. Maybe, you know, ha- had a good comeback on Tuesday night, Trey Turner walk-off hit, so maybe we got something in the works again here on Wednesday. Man, speaking of Trey Turner, uh, I'm not going to lie. When you guys gave him that standing ovation, I know it's like everybody's talking about it right now, but I thought it was so fucking dumb. Like, I, I got it because you yeah. kind of wanted to be like, Hey man, you could do this. We all support you. But then also at the same time, I was like, that's a fucking grown man. And you guys are <laughs> standing up and like patting him on the back. And it's me. Like, it's okay, buddy. But it, I get it works. So I can't hate on it that much. Cause he's playing out of his mind. Now he just said that was it a walk-off single or whatever the yeah. other night to win the okay, game. Just playing absurd. And he's now become the trade turner that everybody wanted. Although in the fantasy baseball world, I, I don't know what to make of it because he's been very average for the rest of the year of all the times for him to play up to the standard we were hoping for it's now but still i i want to see if he can continue it i it's just it's so weird just a little pat on the back because all he needed a little like you got this big guy and all of a sudden he's elite it's just not what i was expecting to happen yeah, it was very, very polarizing when it happened. And like people were like, oh, we, we fixed Trey Turner. No, Trey Turner is a major league baseball player that got a $300 million contract. He knows how to play. He just had to get his head right. And yeah, he's had a hit in every game but two since then in 17 games. I'm not sure about today. Four home runs and 353 OPS over one. So yeah, it, it has worked. Uh, strikeouts are still up. But but yeah, Trey Turner, Trey Turner redemption tour. Like I said, it's uh, it's it's going in full swing now. Uh, And another redemption tour that I want to talk about. Uh, I would like to preface this by saying I only talk about Mariners on here when they're relevant, or at least I try to only talk about Mariners on here when they're relevant. Josh Rojas has come to this, has come to the Seattle Mariners in the trade deadline. Your camera threw me off. Uh, It's come to the (laughs) Seattle Mariners at the trade deadline. Everybody rid them off, especially after the first couple games. But in his last 11 games for the Mariners, including today, uh, as we record this game, just ended before this. Uh, he's hitting 441 in his last 11 games with two doubles, three stolen bases. He scored 13 runs and drove in seven. 
it's obviously this isn't the Josh Rojas that we're going to get for an entire year, but I think it is worth pointing out that 2021 Josh Rojas was really good and 2020, not really good. It was good. And 2022 Josh Rojas was good. And honestly, March, April, Josh Rojas this year was good too. He hit 287 with eight doubles and 16 RBIs in 23 games to start the to start the year before he struggled and got sent down. So there could be something there. He was so bad for so long this year that he's really not rostered in any fantasy baseball leagues. I did draft him in the fantasy six pack uh, <laughs> league that admittedly I apologize to the people in that league. I haven't paid as much attention, but it's like a 50 person league. So it's a massive <laughs> league. But he's been good. He is hitting ninth, but his confidence is there. And uh, if you haven't noticed, the Seattle Mariners are scoring a ton of runs. I think they're averaging almost six runs a game over the last 30 days or something like that. And he's right in the middle of that. He's scoring a ton of runs. Seattle is very free with their base runners. They give them the, the green light whenever they want to run. And he's taking full advantage of that, too. And I think moving forward, there's some actual fantasy value for Josh Rojas, at least right now, while while everything's hot. Yeah, I mean, there there might be. He still looks like he's still batting eighth, ninth in the order there. But yeah, weekend set against Kansas City, probably going to keep keep putting up the runs there. And Rojas is it, they just keep rolling rolling through that order. He he has a four game hit streak, like you said, hitting over 400 in, in that span. So he's not someone you typically look at as, as a pickup. He, he's rostered in 14% of Yahoo leagues, which is a lot higher than I expected. So yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're in a deep league, need a, need a second base or, th- or third baseman, uh, Josh Rojas could be a, a guy to look for. Yeah. Especially with that second base eligibility. Like we can't stress that enough, even at this part of the year, like it is still a very thin position and it seems to be getting thinner every couple weeks so when you can find somebody like josh rojas that can come in and put up usable numbers especially right now it's important i think we only have in most leagues two weeks until the fantasy baseball playoffs start uh some weeks maybe three uh i know our boy matthew his league or his playoff uh started this week which is very early uh, I think he's doing pretty well in his lineup. He sent me his uh, lineup the other day, and I got to see a little bit of what his matchup looked like. I think he's got it in the bag. But, yeah, uh, so this right now is the time you need to be finding these guys that are, I don't know if you want to call it hot. Um, I guess for Josh Rojas, I am curious if this is him going to a new team, getting that change of scenery, getting some new eyes on his swing and all of that, and kind of putting things together. Because uh, I don't remember who it was. Somebody on Seattle Sports Radio the other day <coughs> talked about Rojas and talked about how when he came in, he went to uh, Seattle's hitting coaches and told them kind of, hey, this is my swing. These are the couple things about my swing that I like. I'm open to changing all of it. So just work with me, help me out. And wouldn't you know it, all of a sudden he's hitting 441 in his last 11 games. So there could actually be something to that. It may not just be a flash in the pan. Yeah. And, and then kind of sticking in, in that infield down in a uh, Tampa Bay, Oslevis Basabi was called up to uh, replace he who must not be named now down there in Tampa Bay, but he's been, he's been killing it since, since he's come up. He's a uh, 10 for 33, uh, 
No stolen bases. That's a home run. Uh, three doubles. Hitting six, seven in that order for Tampa Bay. So I think he's rostered in 7% of leagues. He's someone that if you're looking for a uh, depth infielder, I think he's a good option. Third base and shortstop eligible on Yahoo. Yeah, and he doesn't have the most home run power, but he's got good speed. Hardly strikes out. He only struck out 15.5% of the time at the AAA level. So he can get the bat on the ball. And he can get on base and 16 stolen bases in 94 games isn't anything to necessarily write home about. Uh, but Tampa Bay is also very free with their base runners. So mm-hmm. when he gets on, he's got a chance to run whenever he feels like it. And still 24 double seven triples at the AAA level. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. He just hit that massive grand slam, which is pretty cool to see. And they're kind of like Atlanta. Everything they touch right now seems to become gold in that lineup, just like a Jose series. So as far as the rest of the year, I like him as a sneaky dark horse pickup. Yeah, I think those two two good options there. I, I'm not sure what's going on with the camera right now, so I'll, I'm going to continue to technically difficult that. But yeah, another uh, switch to the outfield, someone who has kind of a redemption tour a little bit, uh, Seiya Suzuki in, in Chicago. He's been red hot in August. Um, his, in August in 48 at-bats, 17 for 48, five home runs, one double, one triple. Uh, hitting 354 OPS of 1.102. His baseball savant page is is not bright red, but he's red in every category except uh, strikeout rate, barrel percent, 59th percentile, average exit velo, 81st, expected Woba, 75th. He's been consistent in the Cubs. The Cubs are kind of controlling their own, de- own destiny right now. He's hitting fifth, sixth in that order. He's getting on base. He has, I think, hits in all but two or three August games so far. So, He's keeping it going there in Chicago, and he was someone that was kind of hyped up a little bit last year, and then he got mm-hmm. hurt. And no, maybe he can have a good good finish to the season here. Yeah, I I think I saw they sat him down for a couple games at some point this month, and it just pretty much told him, "Hey, just sit back and watch. Like you're doing too much, uh, you're trying too hard, you're you're struggling, you can't get out of your mental. So just sit down and watch. Observe the other guys playing." Try and get yourself together, and then you can get back out there. And he's taking advantage of that. He did have that hype coming into the season last year. Uh, he dealt with some injuries last year, which did kind of derail that a little bit. Uh, but he had the same hype kind of coming into this year, too. His ADP was right around that 115, 120 range coming into this season. So he was somebody that a lot of people were targeting as an outfield two or an outfield three. Um, it's been an okay year, but lately it's been really good and he does he does have the potential to live up to that hype so when he gets hot like this it's not kind of like i just said the josh rojas thing may not be a flash in the pan i don't think this is a flash in the pan for suzuki because he actually is this good and when a player is that good and they put it together like that this is what it can look like speaking of say suzuki though i have a question for you uh i got asked it in the uh fantasy baseball group on facebook Rest of the season, who would you rather have, Spencer Torkelson or Seiya Suzuki? Tor- Torkelson was a guy I was looking at to talk about today, but he, he's rostered in two hundred percent. He's in sixty-five percent of, of Yahoo leagues rostered. Probably Torkelson if, if you're ignoring the the you know positional scarcity for space versus outfield. But but then again, Torkelson could just be on like a, a really really good tear here. He has mm-hmm. what. Six home runs since August twelfth. With six home runs in, in the last ten days. Like he's not going to keep that up. But I, I still think what what's uh, Suzuki Torkelson batting two thirty seven. Suzuki hitting two sixty three. 
Torkelson lately has been out of his mind. Torkelson though. has been crazy. It, that, that, that's a definitely an interesting one. I, it would have to. I'd probably go with Torkelson, but it, it's close. Mm. I gave the slight edge to Torkelson, and I, it, it is close. But I like I like the way Torkelson is headed right now towards the playoffs. Let me see. Let me see if I can get Torkelson's uh, second half stats up here in the. Second half, he is batting 259, 11 home runs in 37 games. He had 12 home runs in 87 first half games, so already almost matching that. OPS of 911. So yeah, yeah, I think Torkelson here. Detroit's getting some some good guys there. Torkelson, Riley Green, looking like a real deer deal. Like Kerry Carpenter, I know we want to talk about in a little mm-hmm. bit, but Detroit, I mean, they were kind of hyped up heading into this season, heading into last season, but yeah, they they're looking like that they, they they have some guys. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I'm very excited for us to talk about Kerry Carpenter after the ad. All right. And we are brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, of course, they have the flash deals and last-minute tickets on the Game Time app. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And they have the lowest price guarantee with the event event cancellation protection, all that good stuff there. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the day of the event. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you're set. So snag the tickets without stress on Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we got the fantasy baseball playoffs coming up. We also have college football kicking off. So make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. So try it out with Underdog's best ball mania tournament. Largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million in total prizes, including $3 million to the winner. Uh, Time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so we talked about Kerry Carpenter. We mentioned Kerry Carpenter. We didn't talk about him, but I really want to get into him because... Uh, I will say Kerry Carpenter is somebody I have been writing about in my weekly waiver wire article for what feels like eight weeks now, telling people that they need to pick him up. Uh, granted, he, he has gone through his his cold stretches here and there, uh, but he goes through these streaks where he's honestly a top five hottest hitter in baseball when it happens. And we are in one of those streaks right now uh, in his last 17 games, including today, Wednesday. Uh, Kerry Carpenter has hit nine home runs with 19 RBI and 18 runs scored. He's got a strikeout rate below 20%, and he's hitting right around 400 in the 17 games. Kerry Carpenter feels like he's homering every other game at this point, which is absurd 
his barrel rate is through the roof right now in this time frame. 17% barrel rate, 51% hard hit rate. He's making a ton of hard contact, and he's hitting very, very, very well with runners on base. I can confidently say I have Kerry Carp- Carpenter in every one of my fantasy leagues because <laughs> it's one of those things when you write about this stuff, uh, you can only write about somebody so many times before you got to be like, all right, I should probably add him to every single one of my leagues. Uh, so I am enjoying this hot streak right now. Had you got yourself any shares of Kerry Carpenter? And do you think this is something he can maybe not quite nine home runs and 19 RBI and 17 game level per production, but do you think he can do something similar to this for the rest of the year? I, I think he can. I, I, ne- I didn't hop on the Carpenter train, but apparently I, I, I missed the boat here a little bit because yeah, looking at his minor league numbers from uh, e- even this year, this year wasn't great, but last year, 2022 between double a and triple a he hit 313 ops over one 30 home runs in 98 games so this year so far he has 19 home runs in 83 games he could i could see him easily getting up to 30 you know over that's 11 home runs in what five or six weeks but at this rate he's doing it he's hitting 288 he has a good average like you said he, he's barreling the ball up he is expected woba 87 percentile expected slugging 90th percentile yeah, these tigers, man. It's uh, I don't know if may, maybe they got the uh, there's a there's a trash can in the dugout telling them what's coming or, or something. But all, all these tigers are just going on on hot streaks, and you know what? It's it's good for Detroit to have some uh, some some good baseball to talk about for once. It is like I, I'm happy for the city of Detroit because yeah, Riley Green, Kerry Carpenter, Spencer Trocklison, they are all playing out of their minds. Tariq Skubal has been pitching really well, also. Uh, but I would like to point out with Kerry Carpenter the production has been there in like category and roto formats. It's also been there in points leagues as well. Over the last 30 days, he's the number nine outfielder in points leagues on ESPN and the number 19 overall player in points leagues. Or 19 overall hitter, not player. Cause like, there's going to be some pitchers sprinkled in there, but 19th overall hitter. So for a guy like Kerry Carpenter, who is only rostered on 30% of, ESPN leagues it's not something you expected and he's kind of turning into one of those guys that put up good numbers in the beginning but you overlooked him because it's Kerry Carpenter and you never heard of him and then he went cold and then he put up more good numbers and you overlooked him because well I mean he was just cold there for a little bit and he plays for Detroit and then he got cold again and then he got hot again and you were like well I mean this is the third time he's done it so he's been like maybe he's worth a look but who knows and then he goes a little cold and at this point now you're at the end of August and you're still iffy whether or not you should pick up Kerry Carpenter and you've now missed 20 home runs, a ton of RBI and a really good batting average for the year. So if he is somehow still available in your league, Kerry Carpenter could be in line to put up a big, big, big September, which these are the kind of guys that can win you your fantasy league. Like obviously drafting what helps you win your fantasy league, but Navigating the waiver wire throughout the year also helps you win your fantasy league uh, and being able to pick up somebody like a Kerry Carpenter, who is kind of, I'm going to use my big word, crescendoing into the fantasy playoffs. He becomes a, a league winner like Oscar Gonzalez last year. I remember very vividly because I said it like 100 times on the podcast when we first started this. Oscar Gonzalez was a league winner at the end of the year last year. League winners. I forgot about league winners. <laughs> Kerry Carpenter is becoming a league winner. We can use that term now because we're almost to the playoffs. It's weird to say it in April, but we can use it now at the end of August. 
Yeah, I mean, Kerry Carpenter, you you described my my exact thing. I was like, okay, Kerry Carpenter's in a hot streak. He's gone cold again. I'm not going to fall for it again. But yeah, his second half, much like Torgelson, hitting 320, 11 home runs in 36 games. In the first half, in 47 games, he only had eight home runs, hitting 261. So he has OPS of one in, in the second half. Yeah, uh, he had the power. He showed the power in the minor leagues last year. So there's no reason to think. He can't keep it up. Uh, I did find something interesting here with his splits. At home, he has an OPS of 974 with a 368 batting average. Only has five home runs, though. Away, he has 14 home runs, the 214 batting average, and 821 OPS. So that, that shows you how Detroit is kind of zapping his power a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're, but he's, he's taking advantage of it with, you know, double the amount of doubles, one triple at home, not on the road. So he, he he's playing... He, like this, the batting average is a lot is a lot different. The home run numbers are a lot different, but overall, th- those are both numbers that you take. That yeah, uh, and I mean when I when we talk about splits for players, I know we're talking about Kerry Carpenter, but the first thing my brain goes to is Jake Berger. How I, I just wanted to point this out. We talked about how man moving to Miami is going to make him struggle. He's actually playing really well since he moved to Miami, and he's hitting good, even though his away splits in. Chicago sucked so bad. Uh, now he's hitting like 300 with Miami. So, but yeah, uh, Carpenter is one of those weird guys that does have those odd kind of home road splits, but they're both still kind of like productive in their own way. At the same time, he just needs that, that power to show up at home as well. Mm-hmm. Somebody else that I think we should talk about because admittedly, I didn't talk about him on the last podcast because I didn't know how noteworthy of a call-up it was grant uh, let me let me change that i knew that it was a noteworthy call-up i just didn't know if he would have any kind of fantasy relevance Uh, that would be kyle harrison of the san francisco giants yes i understand he was the number one left-handed pitching prospect in baseball i get that but i had my concerns because yeah it at the minor league level this year, he had a K nine of almost 15, which is crazy, but he also had a walks per nine of almost seven, which is horrible. And his ERA was above five. And so I, he didn't jump off the page to me as somebody that was like, you know what I need to, I need to tell you guys about this player. I need uh, to break down why you should pick him up. I need to do all that. So he came out, pitched his first game, Three innings, struck out five, which was nice to see with just one walk, gave up a handful of runs. And he pitched 60, he threw 64 pitches. I think that may be what the Giants stick him out there to do every time he's out for the rest of the year. I don't think they're going to. Kyle Harrison's not going to pitch seven innings. He's not going to go eight innings. He may very rarely. He's not going to go five innings. Yeah. He's going to just go out there to get some big league experience. Because, again, for as good as his stuff is, I mean, he's got a fastball that was averaging 95 miles an hour, but he leaned on that heavily. 72% usage rate through three and two-thirds innings. Makes a slurve in there as well, which I'd love to see a good slurve. Both had good whiff rates, but he was still hittable. Uh, his whip was 1.8 in the last start, even though it was a small outing. But, yeah, I, I understand that a lot of people can get enamored by the top prospect headline. Um, but sometimes with guys like Kyle Harrison, they can be a top prospect, but they still need 
some work before they are fantasy relevant. You can't have a walks per nine of almost seven at triple a and be somebody that's like, Oh, he's definitely going to be successful in the majors this year. Next year, he may be the giants two, number two or number three starter and be really good. He just needs more time. And the giants called him up to get some, some work at the major league level, uh, not a lot of work. So be mindful of him for the rest of the year. If he is somebody you have your eye on. Yeah. I, I think just as I, he, he's probably going to be a good pitcher, like a real life pitcher. But yeah, he, he only went five innings once in, in in the minor leagues this season. Usually, only goes three or four innings. So, like as an alternative to Kyle Harrison, I would rather have some sort of you know good middle reliever that's going to throw three or four times a week, get those three innings, get a good case per nine, like, like a Matt Brash. I'd much rather have Matt Brash, even if he's not going to close. Maybe I'll get a save every once in a while. But someone that's going to be you know. He's good. You can rely on them for ERA. You can rely on them for strikeouts and not have to worry about, you know, Kyle Harrison blowing up your ERA with, you know, if he goes like three innings, seven earned or something like that. Um, all right. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. You've waited all year and the time has finally arrived. College football is back. And so are the traditions, tailgates, and great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Uh, you got a big Notre Dame game coming up this weekend, I believe. You check out those odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DGEN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charleston Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please bear responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms of sport terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. And make sure you sign up for the SGP Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories episode just for patrons, chronicling the birth of the SGPN, even a Discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all the picks for free. Patreon is just a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay. So I'm going to throw you a curveball. A little inside baseball money is fake. Me and Ryan usually talk about the players that we want to talk about on the show before we do it. But every once in a while, we you know we get into it and I yeah. fucking we we throw curveballs at each other. Uh, somebody that is throwing an absolute gem today. Actually, first of all, my bad, Uncle Ted. Uh, I would go Assad over Will Smith for the rest of the year. I think Will Smith loses his job uh, very soon. Um, but somebody want to ask you about Cole. Reagans. We talked about him a couple weeks ago because he was the talk of the town out there in Kansas City. Uh, he threw a couple of gems and then a couple okay starts. But today, granted, it is against Oakland, but Reagans threw six innings, only gave up two hits and struck out 11, which I think is the was it the third time lately he's gone over 10 Ks. 
11 today, 11 on the 7th against the Red Sox, uh, and then he had 9 on the 18th against the Cubs. I was so iffy on Reagans just because I'm I'm always hesitant on these guys that kind of pop up out of nowhere for middling teams that end up going off towards the end of the year. Um, some of the teams he has been very dominant against, like today against Oakland, are not good teams. And you expect good pitchers to be great against not good teams. But when you look at his underlying numbers, he's actually made some pretty significant changes this year compared to last year, which are making a huge difference. The first one would be his fastball is averaging 96 and a half miles an hour this year. His fastball averaged only 92 miles an hour last year. So he's gained almost five miles an hour on his fastball this year. And Reagan, while he does kind of lean on it a little bit, he uses it 42% of the time. He also has another three pitches that he throws 11% or more. A change up a curveball, a cutter. So he mixes everything in, gets the ball moving all over the place. And then I think uh, a friend of the program, Nick, over at Pitcher List, he loves him some Cole Reagans. And he was talking about how Reagans was hitting 99 at the beginning of the game today. Or like in the fifth inning, it might have been. He was hitting 99 miles an hour, which is crazy. So do you think Reagan has solid upside for the rest of the year or do you think he's kind of outperforming his his numbers right now i mean he's he, he keeps doing it i think i think he's definitely solid for the rest of the year maybe play play a matchup by matchup but yeah 11 strikeouts today in six innings and no no runs he now has 44 strikeouts in his last five starts including two 11 11 strikeout performances against boston and today against uh the athletics the royal schedule coming up doesn't look too too difficult it looks like he'd be lined up to start against the pirates and then the white Sox next week and probably the 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 blue jays or white Sox the following week so yeah he's gonna keep racking up the strikeouts and i mean luis castillo showed the other night you can just pound the zone with strikeout with uh fastballs and it works so cole reagan's is doing just that he's he's making it work against against oakland's a bad team but against the cubs he got nine strikeouts in six innings even against the cardinals had, had five and five innings uh yeah so uh, i i think reagan is definitely someone to keep an eye on here as we uh enter the playoffs yeah to stick with the the points league theme which i i apologize to you guys that have listened all year i did fall off on giving like updated points league like how i feel about players and points leagues because that is kind of my thing i'm trying to get back to that at the end of the season right now i do apologize uh, but Reagan over the last 30 days on ESPN is averaging a little more than 16 points per start, which is very good. If you can get like 14 points per start out of your starter, that's like a good solid number. So being up towards 16 per start is good. And that includes uh, that St. Louis game where he just got two points in my home league. So with that mixed in, he's still north of 16 points per game. I do think Reagan can continue to be dominant. For the rest of the year, uh, he is going to have those games mixed in every once in a while where he goes five innings, gives that three, four runs. That'll happen. But mm-hmm. he does have the ability against these bad teams to hit double digit strikeouts. Even like I think it was the, the Red Sox or the Cubs. Excuse me. He struck out nine times. The Cubs don't strike out a ton, even though they got hobby bias. I know they don't have hobby bias. I'm a fucking <laughs> idiot. 
<laughs> my brain today. The, the, the Cubs don't strike out a ton, though. Uh, so to be able to strike them out nine times and throw a quality start is telling. And then to follow that up with 11 strikeouts in six innings is very good as well. Uh, but I think all I have left today is just there's a couple big injury updates. I, I, I want to point out one uh, one catcher that I think is under roster. He's also in the 48th Yanir Diaz down there yeah, in Houston. We talked about him a few weeks ago when, when Jordan was coming back. Uh, he's killing it here in the second half. Eight home runs, hitting 313. OPS of 960 in just 29 games. 22 starts. Had 10 home runs in the first half in, in 52 games. So he's killing it even, even more in August, uh, hitting five home runs in 13 starts, hitting 317. So if he's still available and, and need a catcher, I think he's definitely worth picking up. Still hitting fourth and fifth in that order. I think they've had him playing some first base as well, if I remember correctly. Uh, I love I love Diaz the rest of the year. The only thing I'm curious about is when Jose Abreu comes back, do they still have every day at bats for Diaz at that mm. point? That'll be curious. But I think he's one of those guys that's been too good to hold out of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, Martin Maldonado, uh, he sucks offensively. Uh, his claim to fame has always been his defense, but his defense this year and his uh, pitch framing all that has not been great. So I I don't see Diaz even being much of a downgrade at, behind the behind the plate for the rest of the year. So yeah, I think Diaz does get continued at bats and productive at bats as well. He's kind of he's rivaling Cal Raleigh right now in that production Raleigh's been putting up for the last couple weeks so love me some ds huh? also loved me some o'neill cruz mm. we talked about that a couple episodes ago i said he was somebody that everybody should be trying to trade for but now it looks like he's having some setbacks uh he shut down his running he hasn't run in like seven to ten days or something like that uh which is not good when we're coming up on the beginning of september which means there's only like about four or five, six weeks of the fantasy baseball thing le- left. He's missing entire year, so he's going to need a pretty big rehab assignment before he comes back. And he hasn't even started the process to be able to start the process of starting a rehab assignment. Do you have any hope for O'Neill Cruz the rest of the year, or you think it's just time to to shut it down right now? No, uh, I think it's time to shut it down. And and this is getting to the point where I'm I'm worried about like his his whole career. He, he's he's a big guy. He's what six six. He's mm-hmm. having foot ankle issues. That's going to continue. He's going to have knee issues throughout his career. I mean, yeah, it, it sucks for him because he has the raw talent. He has the talent to to be like a star player for the for the Pirates. But he just has not been able to stay healthy, which seems to uh be an issue for for multiple players out there. It just it sucks to see. Uh, it does suck to see. Uh, and then the other one, uh, Tristan McKenzie has yet to resume throwing off the mound. He's picked up his throwing distance a bit, but the fact that he hasn't even thrown off a mound yet, I'm doubting he's going to have any fantasy relevance for the rest of the year either. If you're somebody like me that's had him on the IL, probably just keep him there because he's not worth dropping. But you could probably temper your expectations on if or when he comes back this season. Yeah, and uh, same thing for Nick Lodolo, suffered a setback, uh, left to be a stress fracture again. So I imagine he'll be out the rest of the season, if not into you know next spring training, depending on that. And, and you mentioned before the show, Hunter Green. He, he, made, he returned on uh, Sunday, I believe, against the Blue Jays, did not do too well. Uh, what do you think about Green the rest of the year? 
Um, I don't have high hopes just because he's a very volatile pitcher. He's only really a two-pitch guy with the fastball on the slider. Granted, they're both really good pitches. Uh, everybody knows how how hard he throws the ball. Um, and his slider is a wipeout slider when he has like a good feel for it that day. Uh, but then you have games like this first game back that he had when he gave up eight runs in three innings to Toronto when just nothing is going his way. Uh, obviously, a little bit of that is rust. But I think people need to keep in mind that also a little bit of that is just that's who Hunter Green is. He has games where that happens. He is very dominant before he got hurt. Uh, I know his last start against Houston on the 17th. Uh, he threw six innings, a two-run ball, walked four, struck out three. But before that, he had 38 strikeouts in four games prior to that. So the highs are really high and the lows are really low. I'm thinking he may trend more towards the lows for the rest of the year just because he did miss so much time. And when you are that volatile of a pitcher and you miss that much time, there's not really an easy transition back into being the dominant pitcher that you were earlier in the year. Yeah, and looking ahead, he is slated to start this weekend on Saturday night in Arizona. I think that could be a good start. That could be a good spot for Mm -hmm. him. But then the Reds come home for, for a, a long homestand. He's slated to start one of the first games, the doubleheader, next Friday against the Cubs. And then he'll likely line up to start against the, your Seattle Mariners at, at Great American Ballpark, which you know can be susceptible to home runs, especially against a team like the Mariners. So maybe see how it gets Diamondbacks. Hope that whoever has him drops him uh, once he maybe has two bad starts at home against the Cubs and, and the Mariners. But maybe he's someone, you know, once he gets his his – legs back under him and gets his arm back up to major league level. Maybe he'll be, you know, viable, you know, later in the playoffs. He'll have a road trip uh, on September 12th. I think that's going to be probably the semifinals or some mm-hmm. leagues at Detroit and at the Mets. So those are two, you know, better ballparks to be pitching in. Yeah, that could be very good. So I think, you know, what, that's a good way to put that. I, I think if you're somebody that is fighting for a playoff spot right now, Stay far away from Hunter Green. Don't put yourself through that. Uh, but if you're somebody that pretty much has your playoff spot locked up, uh, like I'll, I'll use my my main home league, for example. Uh, I am in second place. Uh, it is a head-to-head points league. I'm 14-5 and five on the year, and I'm trending towards being 15-5 and five right now. Uh, highest scoring team in the league. I should be able to make a pretty deep run in the playoffs. If you're like have a similar setup to that in your league with your team, you can probably afford to get Hunter Green on your roster right now and wait until that second round or finals matchup and unleash him. But if you're two games over 500 and you're fighting for like that fifth or sixth seed in your playoffs, probably stay away just because there may be more bad than good leading up to the playoffs and that could cost you your spot. Yeah, absolutely. I also just want to point out Trey Turner homered a few innings ago. So five hey. two now. He's he's up right now with uh, first and second one out. So maybe the Phillies can mount a comeback. Ellie De La Cruz had a home run today too. I haven't watched the mm-hmm. highlight yet, but I'm assuming it was a big one because they all seem to be. And also, that man is fast, dude. He from first to home in under ten seconds is incredible, absurd. You're not supposed to be able to do that. He has that speed like with a Billy Hamilton that made it from second to 
that scored from second on a, a sack fly to, sh- yeah. to shallow left field or whatever. That was crazy. You're not supposed to be that fast. And Ellie De La Cruz is somehow that fast and also six foot five. So he's just doing all the things you're not supposed to be able to do. And he just keeps doing them. Uh, fastest player ever to 10 home runs and 20 stolen bases in a season, beating Barry Bonds. One of them things you never thought you were going to be able to say out loud about a player. Now, does his batting average kind of suck? It's not great. Ellie was never going to hit 300, though. Does he suck hitting as a righty? Yeah, I mean, I say I'm saying that now. He probably homered as a righty today because I didn't even check. But yeah, I just that was my Ellie De La Cruz rant for today. He's very good. He's doing things that you shouldn't be able to see people do on a baseball diamond. And I was about to sign us off. Uh, One thing that I think we should point out, though, I don't know if you saw it. um, Shohei Otani was pulled Uh, from his start today. I was just about to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's important because uh, he's been pulled previously from other starts, but he still hits. Like he's just been pulled because like man, he's kind of tired. Pull him, but he can still bat. He was fully taken out of today's game, including the batting lineup, uh, and it was, I think, it was credited to arm fatigue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Otani is superhuman. He's doing things that nobody in their lifetime ever thought they would see a baseball player do. He's doing things you shouldn't be able to do as a human being. And I think it is now finally starting to get to him. I, so uh, I, I was listening to, I, I listened to part of my take and they just had Greg Maddox on the Monday episode and they asked him about uh, uh, Shohei Otani. And Maddox said that when he would pitch back in the day, he was so sore that he couldn't even take batting practice for two or three days after, <sighs> after he pitched because his body couldn't do it. And he was like, I don't know how somebody like Shohei Otani can go throw a complete game and then hit two home runs in the second game of the doubleheader. So I, I think this may just be the fact that all of this playing time catches up to everybody eventually. So monitor that moving forward mm-hmm. because it could not be great. Yep, definitely. I have to monitor that. I mean, as of now, we don't have anything, but definitely keep an eye on that. <sighs> But you should also keep an eye on all of our socials because we are literally everywhere uh, on what is it on uh, Twitch, on YouTube and on TikTok. We are at fake baseball money as well as on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Also, uh, just look, look up baseball money is fake. You'll find us there. We are currently live on Facebook right now. So what up to all the Facebook viewers? You can catch us on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, at fake baseball. And you can check out our writing at sports gambling podcast.com. We got articles going up there all the time. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. catch me over at fantasy pros. I do two articles every week and catch those there as well. They're very successful articles, not to toot my own horn, but I highlight (laughs) a lot of players very early. So you should follow my work. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R. Gilbert, S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya.